Welcome to today's podcast by Pearson Economics, the first of its kind. As we face these unprecedented and uncertain social and economic times, Pearson and its authors will attempt to offer some context for these events. With us today, we have Glenn Hubbard, a professor at Columbia University. Glenn is also the former Dean of Columbia's School of Business for over 15 years. He has also worked in the US Treasury Department and as the Chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors from 2001 through 2003. Glenn is also the author of Pearson's best-selling economics textbook that he co-authors with Tony O'Brien. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Glenn, the challenges faced by students today are wide-ranging, from mundane items like toilet paper shortage to the personal, like, will my school return to live classes and what might happen to my internship, all the way to understanding the macroeconomic impact that the U.S. economy is going to feel far into the future. In today's podcast, we're going to focus on some of the macroeconomic impacts of these events as they are large However, as they are evolving on an almost daily basis, it's simply an attempt in about mid-March to offer some insights into where we are. So Glenn, my first question would be, at this point, what are the overall economic effects of the pandemic? Well, we're already seeing the pandemic's effect in the labor market with a lot of layoffs. We're seeing a number of small and mid-sized businesses struggling. The, the question is, you know, what should it look like? So a pandemic is a kind of supply shock. You have a sudden stop in the economy. We're all told not to go into work or to change our lives. Students are studying online, online at home and so on. So typically a recession like that should be sharp and short. So uh, if you think about previous recessions, something like the 1980 recession, which was linked to credit controls, was very sharp, but it was very short. Or more uh, in line with the present moment, the 1918-1919 Spanish flu pandemic uh, was very sharp and short recession. That's what it should uh, look like. I worry, though, that you can get an aggregate demand uh, doom loop on top of a, of a pandemic, and that's really what the concern for macro and for policy ought to be. What does this mean for students who are online reading daily news articles and seeing troubling headlines? Using macroeconomic principles, how can students interpret what they're reading? Well, I think in a couple of ways. One is on policy. So for policy, uh, policymakers are looking at some familiar tools, like should we uh, increase support for states so that they can pay for their Medicaid programs or education programs? Should we send money to individuals? Uh, I think those are good things to do. There have been discussions of payroll tax cuts. That I don't think is a very good idea. It doesn't really get at people who are not working. Uh, and it certainly dribs money out in small bits. And it gives money to everybody, including people who still have a job and or who may be affluent. Not a very good idea. Sending checks to individuals could be a good idea. To me, the most interesting macro idea is supporting businesses. Every student will know, just as everyone knows, that there's so many small and mid-sized businesses in the economy. Think of all the restaurants and bars and stores that are closed as a result of the pandemic. If they lay all their workers off, they can't restart very easily. So some kind of business continuity aid that keeps workers on the payroll, I think will be a very important macroeconomic stabilizer. 
Students will know we do this in the economy already through things like unemployment insurance, but our goal ought to be to stop these people from becoming unemployed. After all, in the pandemic, we think this is going to last only, uh, let's say, two or three months. This is not a multi-year episode, hopefully. So something like that could be very important as a macroeconomic stabilizer. Glenn, you mentioned a doom loop in your earlier answer. What exactly is that? A doom loop is something that takes an initial shock here, the pandemic, and makes it much worse because of uh, fumbled public policy. So for example, if we, in our attempt to bring down infection rates, shut down the economy so significantly that we cause mass layoffs and mass business closures without any help from the government, we can get a demand doom loop. All those people who can't work, don't have income, businesses aren't flourishing. To fill that, we would need a social insurance program. So just like right now in a typical recession, if you lose your job, you would get unemployment insurance. This is not a typical recession. So to cushion it, you would need for a very short period of time to focus a lot of attention on businesses being able to keep their workers and pay them. That would stop a doom. Glenn, what should a recession here look like and how would the severity of that recession vary with the different policy responses? Well, again, a recession should look uh, sharp and short uh, along the lines uh, of the 1980 recession or 1918-19 recession. The depression of the 1930s happened because bad policy allowed what should have been a sharp, short recession to morph into something much worse. And that's what I'm worried about. We are starting to see policy responses in Washington. The Federal Reserve stood up some new facilities to help you know, keep lending markets going. That's a good thing. But the Federal Reserve can't fix a pandemic. That's really going to take fiscal policy. Uh, there are actions in the Congress uh, happening right now to try to get funds to individuals and hopefully to businesses as well. That kind of policy response can help. Right now, markets are saying they don't have enormous amounts of confidence that the government is ahead of this. So hopefully better fiscal policy will not only help the economy, but restore market confidence as well. I know of great interest to students is what might the job market look like after the pandemic? Well, if a recession is sharp and short, the job market should be very fine soon. Any, any student who has good skills and is flexible, they're going to be as wanted three months from now as they would have been the day before the pandemic hit. The worry would be if it turned into a longer recession. That obviously would affect uh, the job market. Uh, presently, I think students who had already gotten jobs uh, are in very good shape. Students who are looking for jobs, probably over the period in which they're looking, the pandemic becomes better. There, think about there being two curves in the economy. One is the pandemic or infection curve, and the other is a more macroeconomic curve. So on the pandemic curve, we want to bring it down as fast as we can. Uh, since I know students love calculus a lot, uh, the first derivative and the second derivative. So we want to bring it down, stop it. The problem is the faster we stop it, the worse the economic cost is. If we shut down the economy, we'll bring down the pandemic, but at great expense. So for the job market, there's a trade-off there. And that's where policy comes in. If we want to get health policy right, we're going to need macroeconomic policy to cushion the blow and keep that job market good. 
Glenn, we do see other markets being impacted by the uh, fallback in demand. What are some of those markets and what do we see for the future of them? Well, we also see, for example, dislocations in the housing market having to do with lower inventory of houses for sale. On the other side of that, of course, interest rates are falling a lot, uh, meaning that mortgage refinancing uh, can be profitable for homeowners or for new homeowners, should they be able to qualify for a mortgage, mortgage rates are quite low. There are also some interesting longer term impacts of the uh, COVID-19 crisis on, on markets. Think about what we're all doing right now, which is distance learning. Are we going to change the mix of distance learning, whether it's literally in college or in corporate training or other places where education enters uh, from face to face? Uh, think about the dislocations in work. Are we learning that perhaps we don't all have to be in the office all the time uh, to get our jobs done? These are things that long after the crisis is healed could be longer term effects. Well, Glenn, we really appreciate the time you've taken uh, today to give us some insights into these economic effects. We look forward to connecting with you again on a future Pearson Economics podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please be on the lookout for additional podcasts from Pearson Economics as economics instructors and students continue to process the ongoing pandemic. 